And welcome to the Everyday Board Game Podcast with your host, Daniel. And Daniel. Good morning, Daniel. How's it going? Wait, it's not morning. Stop it. <laughs> it got you that time. Yes. Took me all year, but I finally got there. <laughs> That's all that matters in life. That was brilliant. No, uh, no it's been pretty good. Uh, busy day. It's not morning, but it is earlier than we normally do film. Yeah, I'm going to take a bite of a cookie here because you, yeah. you mess with me. <laughs> <laughs> it happens. No, in fact, today we're actually trying something a little different. We're changing up our days on mm -hmm. when we're filming. Except we for the next two up. weeks. Except for the next two weeks, yeah. Well, three weeks. Uh, next week we'll be on our new schedule. Yep. But when Christmas comes and New Year's come, we're not going to record on those days. Correct. Yeah. Yeah, of course. And anytime we make any kind of change or mm -hmm. say we're not going to make a change, there's a change anyway. So yeah. it doesn't really matter. But uh, we appreciate everybody for sticking around for this. Um and we want to talk more about uh, what we're going to be doing today. Today we're going to be filming at least one episode. We are going to be revisiting something that we did a little over or a little under a year ago. Just shy. Yeah, just shy. We put together our 2023 gaming goals. These are kind of like our New Year's resolutions, but for board games specifically, um, what we plan on doing. And last year. Uh, we'll, we'll get more into it later, but last year we did this as well, where we revisited in December, mm -hmm. made our goals in January, but we also made 2022 goals, yeah. and we are planning to prep up for possibly 2024 goals. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's yeah. right. It's just something we've been doing. We've always revisited our goals to see if we were successful on that yep. one. Uh, again, when it comes to it, and we did this caveat on that episode as well, is there's going to be a good likelihood we're not going to always meet the goals. We have to come up with eight different goals because that's what our brand is all about. That's right. And so it's just like, this is what we're going to work on. If we get it, we get it. If not, and our eights are usually the ones that we're not <laughs> too, too worried about. Our ones right. are the ones we are way more worried about. That's right. That's right. And we kind of rank it in that. And again, we'll get into more into that episode. Or more in that in the episode. Yeah. But we're also going to be talking about uh, possibly doing a bonus episode after that. So if you're watching us live, stay tuned. We're going to film that after just so we can get a little bit of leeway for the Christmas break. Mm -hmm. Exactly. All right. Well, Daniel, before we get into our episode, mm -hmm. I have a question for you. Oh, yeah. What's that? Have you heard of any news lately? Oh, yeah. Quite a bit. Yeah. Way more than I have. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the first one I want to get into, uh, I know we're in the Christmas season right now, but I'm always in spooky season, as That's you can right. see. Uh, a big one here that I uh, was hearing is Trick or Treat Studios is actually reprinting and retheming two classic games, I think both around the same time uh, frame when they were first originally printed. I think it was like the early 2010s, uh, 2013 or so. First one is being a Canizia, I can't, Pachon, I think? I can't remember Sebastian who. Sebastian Pachon? I, I don't know who it is, uh, the co-designer is, but it's Canizia, and it was an old okay. Astari game called Prosperity. Oh, okay. Uh, Trick or Treat yeah. Studios is reprinting it as the City of Living. It is, uh, you're rebuilding the city after the zombie outbreak, and you're all vying to become the best leader of that city. So, it looks interesting. Uh, I... Not a big fan of like zombie games, but this would probably get me to play a zombie game. This is more post-apocalyptic aspect with of it. A You're, zombie undertone, yeah, right? Yeah, it, it was a post-apocalyptic. We're all trying to figure out uh, what happened with uh, the zombies and stuff like that. So I do like that. I might try this one, check it out. You know, might get me into more of the older Kinesia stuff because this newer stuff has been hitting for me. But this, yeah. this older stuff here. I mean, actually, see. And, and here's the thing with that, and not, and not to discredit that, because I know like a lot of his newer stuff is great. By the way, so very wrong about games. Thank you for showing up. We appreciate you. Mm -hmm. um, 
Yeah, I mean, his stuff, his new stuff is hitting really well. But his old stuff always used to kind of hit. It's just you got off on the wrong foot with him. And now that we've played stuff like Raw, and you've seen it in a bigger group, you're like, okay. Raw, Raw was better at four-player. Yeah. I despised it at two. Yeah, it really shouldn't have been played at two. and that We, we should have had a minimum of four. But, yeah. I mean, but you see what I mean, though. Yeah, it's yeah. like he has more going for him than... than I'm glad you're you're they're learning about that, yeah. which is good. And the other game that they're reprinting is an old deck building game called Nightfall. Uh, from what I understand, it was right. one of the big first deck building was really mean about you just head to head battling yep. another Vampires. person. Yeah, yeah. This one is going to be called Monster Unchained, and they're rebuild. It's going to be a deck builder uh, still, but it's got the Universal Monster movie uh, theme on it. And That's you know, funny. once I once I heard that, I'm like, I'm gonna have to get this just to try it out. I know a lot of people are like. <laughs> I heard it's going to be a reworking. They're going to streamline it a little bit better, so. clean it up. But yeah, it's got the Universal Monsters on it. If I'm playing a deck full of like uh, Frankenstein monsters versus Dracula, it's going to be fun. Yeah. No, absolutely. I mean, <clears throat> pardon me. I know um, I played the original Nightfall back in the day. Mm -hmm. And I don't remember being a huge fan of it. But I do remember... I just like deck building more mm -hmm. than anything. But I don't remember it being necessarily that amazing. So very wrong about uh, games, love Nightfall, cool chaining effect. So if they're streamlining it and making it better, and especially putting an awesome theme like that on it, it's oh, probably, yeah. probably going to be a hit. Yeah. All right. First piece of news I wanted to talk about was talking in the world of Spiel de Jahres. I love spin-offs. I love Spiel games. Uh, this is a piece of news that I thought about putting on the list, and you decided it would be a good idea for me to put on the list. Yeah. Mainly because I didn't have any other information. <laughs> yeah. But this is, they're making a roll, two roll and write versions of Cascadia. One is called uh, Rolling Hills, one is called Rolling River. Yep. Um, from what it looks like, and there's not much information about them, is that they are both based off Cascadia, of course. And you're going to be doing combinations of animals and different terrain types that those animals occupy, but in a roll and write fashion. And it looks like both of these games are similar um, and are probably compatible with each other, but it's more so like... There's like minor changes between the two, so you, you might not have to have both. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like a, um, a railroad ink kind of style. Yeah, that's what I was. A uh, bunch of different versions. Of that's that. actually one of the things I had on uh, my part of that news too. Is that it's kind of railroad. I hope it's better than railroad ink because I did not like that game. I mean, it was fine, but that was about the best yeah. I could say for it. I mean, yeah. I that was recommended to me. I remember a number of years ago I went up to or two years ago i went up to um minneapolis and to drive my brother-in-law up there yeah. i stopped at a board game shop and that was one of the solo games that i got because they're like yeah yeah Ro railroad inc is fantastic and i had bought like another solo game i bought a couple other games i was ready to bring back mm -hmm. i was like i just want something to play on the on the airplane sure yeah. and they recommended that one and i was like oh Okay, <laughs> that's cool, I guess. And the other one was Friday, which I actually really liked that one. Mm -hmm. that, one was, that one was a blast. And so when I played Rolling uh, Railroad Inc. Inc. after that, I was like, eh, okay. Well, maybe it's better in multiplayer, and I never got it multiplayer, it's so I just, I just got rid of it. I played it at two players, and I wasn't enamored with it, yeah. so... Yeah. All right, cool. So, yeah, that's Cascadia, Rolling Hills, Rolling River. 
All right, so my next piece of news here is actually, I'm going to move uh, move it down. That'll probably be my number one. But the next one I'm going to talk about is actually an interesting thing that's going on in the uh, gaming industry right now. Oh, yeah. There is a mutual lawsuit from University Games and Forbidden Games. They're both suing each other for breach of contract. Apparently, University Games was supposed to buy out uh, Forbidden Games. Mm-hmm. Uh but Forbidden Games is saying that University Games is not providing what they said they were going to provide. University Games saying uh, Forbidden Games is not doing what they need to be doing part of their and their part of the lawsuit. So who knows where this is going to go? It's just uh, two not big companies, but still relatively decent size in right. the gaming in the hobby world. Forbidden Games has got games like uh, Raccoon Tycoon, Lizard Wizard. Wizard. Yep. Uh, Mosaic is a more recent one. They've run very good Kickstarters. University Games has been a lot of more educational style games, mm-hmm. but they do have a lot of games out there. Can't think of any off the top of my head at the moment. But uh, I found it interesting that they are, were going to buy Forbidden Games, and now they're mutually suing each other. So I'm like, oh, God, are we not going to get more? And I think Mosaic is still dealing with their second Kickstarter. I don't know oh, if geez. everybody's got their stuff in yet or not. So we'll see what happens there, but... Some sad news for the uh, the gaming the industry, but let's hopefully yeah. it gets resolved. It reminds me of when Stronghold uh, filed a lawsuit against uh, Plan B Games because uh, when it came to first rights to reprint the uh, oh, what is that Great Western Trail, and oh, then, yeah. it went into that whole uh, sit, uh, thing situation. With, like Edgar Spiel yeah. being like the primary so Yeah, there was like a whole mess of stuff. I hope it ends you know, amicably, amicably. Everybody's happy. Yeah, I, I hope everyone figures it out mm-hmm. i know nothing about the situation and I'm i only familiar. know bits and pieces of it but i yeah. just found it interesting that there is a mutual lawsuit uh, yeah. both for breach of contract so yeah. no i mean one was probably just like a response once they heard about the other one well well yeah because university games sued first and then forbidden games followed that with their own lawsuit makes sense uh the on the happier news <laughs> the next one is a game that i thought uh looks really sounds really fantastic it is a speed dice rolling game based on an IP. A video oh, I know game which one this one is. Known, yeah. That is known for their speed games, the Sonic Roll. I mean, I wasn't the biggest Sonic fan growing I up, like but Sonic. it was definitely in I my... was a Nintendo kid, so. I, I was a Nintendo too, exactly. But my siblings, they were they hit on some Sega too, and I can appreciate a good Sonic game. Mm-hmm. Like I was never any good at them, but like the speed that was involved in it was just so satisfying to be launching around the map and. You know, you see stuff just pop out of nowhere and you slam right into it. Coins go flying everywhere. Really satisfying sound. Great soundtrack. Great soundtrack. And so that would be one of those best games where you're speed rolling, you have the energetic music on in the background, good nostalgia. Mm -hmm. I don't know much about the game other than that I know it's a speed dice rolling game, which is, that is already thematic in my eyes. Hopefully it's better than the other Sonic game. Or no, that uh, that was Mega Man. That it was Mega Man. Oh yeah. God! But now, hoping it's better. I've than... played a few other Sonic games. There was like a racing one, and it was like godfully slow. Uh, I will say this though: um, the cover alone on this one it has me intrigued because it looks like the old Sega Genesis cases that they came in yep. with a red stripe down the side. That's right. That's right. They're using that brand. They're using that style. Right. Yep. It's like if you have like. A very 8-bit picture along along the corner of, or along like a banner on a gray background. It's like, you know that's Nintendo style mm-hmm. right there. Right, so, no, I mean like the gray, oh. Band, the oh, gray yeah, background yeah. looks like the original NES uh, covers. Yeah. That's what I'm saying, yeah. 
So I like the way, the way they're going with that. Yeah, absolutely. You can tell that it's a fan of the, the IP. Yeah. They're not just doing it to do it. So I'm looking forward to that. So am I. Uh, it looks interesting. I didn't put this on my news because I'm like, I've been very hesitant with video games mm -hmm. to, especially like, I didn't see who was attached to it. But once I found out it wasn't Yasko, I'm like, okay, this might be good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Yasko games, I... Sorry, I went Spanish on that one. Yasko. Yasko. No, I, I appreciate them. They will forever, I will always have an appreciation for them. Because they saved something for you, right? Because they saved um, Evil Dead 2. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And now their game... Hey, have a good one, sorry. Sorry. Uh, Their game itself wasn't amazing, but the fact that it was a doomed Kickstarter and they got it's it like, mm -hmm. and, and made it survive for anybody who backed the Kickstarter... I, I I appreciate that. You know, any company that's willing to do that effort. Speaking of I want Evil, to support them. Evil Dead too. I just saw uh, mm -hmm. saw something on I think it was Dice Tower where they're talking about the crowd surfing. Apparently, someone's reprinting the Evil Dead game and it's on uh, Kickstarter or something like that. Okay, that's news to me. Yeah, they were making fun of it because they're like, uh, the, this is different than the second edition, and it really is very slight, distinct changes that you don't see on the boards all that much. It's like, hey, we got this outlined with fog now over here. It's like, okay. That's funny. It's like Evil Dead or Evil Dead 2, one of the two. I can't remember which one it was. I will look into that. Uh, that sounds awesome. But my next bit of news, uh, and this is where I go into. One of my personal uh, favorites of it, I love games that get IP because I want to be in that world. And video games has not really hit those kind of IPs all that well. Mm -hmm. But board gamings have done it a lot better. Um, case in point, you look at stuff like uh, Star Trek Panic or uh, I, I personally do enjoy Red Rising. It does follow the, the book series. Uh, but Unmatch has really <laughs> knocked it out of the park with, when they got the, the their stuff with their IPs, like the yeah. Jurassic Park stuff, the Marvel stuff, has been really good. Well, they just announced a new IP contract, and this is The Witcher. Oh, I'm yeah. looking forward to this one. If, right now, they've only announced two sets where it's going to be three characters in each set, kind of like what they did with the Marvel series, the sets. Yeah. And so this one is going to be based on The Witcher. Only two characters I know for so far that they've announced is Siri. And uh, Geralt, the the main the protagonist main on yeah. it. So I'm looking forward to it. I want to see like, is Yennefer gonna be like Geralt's helper, or is he gonna have Roach? That will be his helper, the horse. Uh, so yeah, I'm really intrigued how they're gonna plan this around because there's not a lot of like main characters. I mean, I know they've announced only six characters are really gonna be in that set, but are they gonna give like uh, helpers and stuff like that? Um, so we'll see how they do it. But I'm looking forward to it. I love The Witcher. I, uh, in fact, me and my wife pretty much owns the entire uh, short story series, I guess you can say. Uh -huh. um, they're not very long series, but yeah, it's really good. We we enjoy the show. I like the first season a lot more than I enjoyed the second season, so we'll see what happens there. But yeah, The Witcher. Cool. Coming to Unmatched. I mean, uh, yeah, I got nothing to say about that. <laughs> I will say, though, I did play the, the Witcher Adventure board game back in the day. Okay. And I, I remembered I, I liked it. It was That's pretty good. fun. Yeah, I learned how to play it, taught a, taught a group for the, just so I could help them out. And it was fun. It was enjoyable. I I mean, but that's the only interaction other than I've seen the first episode and I hated it. But that's, you know, it just didn't catch me from the first one. But, oh well. So lovey. All right, next piece of news I want to talk about is a new edition of another Kennerspiel winner, I believe, The Crew. Mm, yeah, yeah, Kenner. Yeah, there's a Kennerspiel of the jars. They're making a new one called The Crew Family, 
which is a not only a family themed version, a family weight version. Mm -hmm. A family gets stranded on an island. You're using the cards to survive. I don't know how they're going to make this. Thematic. I think it's based off the Swiss Family Robinson. It, I think it is. Yes, the the Swiss Family Robinson, either in theme or style, whatever it mm -hmm. is based off of. I know that's the premise, generally speaking. Yeah. But um, I mean, the crew was never a thematic game. Not really. I mean, at all. I mean, it's cooperative trick taking. That's cool, but like, yeah, I never felt like I was under the water or in space, stranded. The only thing I like those two that can make you kind of feel like the thematic aspect of it is because it's limited communication. You can't really talk to each other. So, other than that, sure. and, and again, which when, when will make even less sense on an island. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like we lost our voice. And, and... <laughs> that that storm, uh, you know, it's like the Oregon Trail, I guess, on the island. They yeah, the stereo or something. Yeah, exactly. You know, it, I I don't get it, but you know, I'm willing to give it a try. I like the other two. Um, Mission Deep Sea was really fun, uh, and I like the theming of it. I mm -hmm. just wish that there were more thematic, like it made more sense. But I don't know how you could do it. Yeah. So, I don't know. I'm looking forward to it. I still haven't played the Deep Sea one. I haven't finished the campaign of the the, the physical crew, and I just sure. realized my stocking stuffers are still behind us. So, okay. <laughs> still showing those off, huh? Apparently. But no, I, I really do enjoy the crew. I think it's a fine trick-taking game. It's just we hardly ever play it because there's other trick-taking games that we like more, right. like Little Devils. Yeah. But, yeah, no, it's interesting. I'm, I am intrigued with this. I want to see how it's going to work for, like, that family weight of it. Don't get me wrong. The crew is not very heavy no. until you get further along because the whole point of the crew is you're feeding tricks <laughs> to the right person. So yeah. I wonder how it's going to work because it's supposed to be family weight. How are you going to teach... I don't know, your 8-year-old nephew to play it with your 88-year-old grandma. So this how that was going to work, we'll see. Yeah. But into my last piece of news, and you kept rolling your eyes when we all started talking about this piece of news, um, because all three of us in our game group are fans of a specific author, author Brandon Sanderson. Oh, yeah. Okay. And so, Brother uh -huh. Wise Games is actually bringing one of my favorite right, series. Wait, you're done. <laughs> one of my favorite series from him. Based on one of my... Or, uh, based off one of my favorite series. <laughs> with a mechanism I thoroughly enjoy. It's probably one of my top five mechanisms. Mm -hmm. With one of my top five designers. Uh, so, it is Mistborn, a deck building game created by john d claire so i am super super excited for this uh i told our mutual friend dom about it i know uh our mutual friend the game head geek he's excited about it too because we're all really really big into sanderson series uh we're really big into a lot of i think most of us the group like a, a deck building as a yep. mechanism you enjoy Absolutely. it even uh it's drafting that you have issues issues with i i don't like it will specifically pick and pass drafting. Mm -hmm. That's my least favorite. I'll do most drafting. But, but it's just... Yeah, but this one, it, it's hitting, like, everything for me. It's hitting deck building, which I love. It's mm -hmm. coming off one of my favorite series. In fact, it's probably my second or third favorite series from Brandon Sanderson. And I'm not even finished with my favorite series, because that's not going to finish for another... There's only four books out of ten books for that series. And how do you know it's your favorite if you don't know the ending? Just because the the first two books alone were some of the best written books I've ever read from him. It, it's that good, and the story just enthralls me. When I read 
a 1,500-page book in, like, three days, that tells me I, I really enjoy that series. Yeah. Uh, so one book is more than the entire trilogy of the Miss Wars. <laughs> oh, roughly. But, yeah, no, it's it's really good. Uh, I've, I've enjoyed Brotherwise games lately, too, so it's it's cool. And then, of course, it's John DeClaire. I just told you that name, you're like, all right, I don't yep, care about the I mean, IP. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to play it. I'm excited for it. We'll find out. John DeClaire deck building. Yeah, it's probably going to do something and interesting. It, and he says uh, it's going to kind of base like Dominion, so I'm thinking that there's going to be like different cards out there. Uh, instead of like a river, like most deck, modern deck builders are doing, I think he's just going to have... These are your sets that you can buy from, and then mm. there, we might. The thing I'm thinking is that we're probably different houses that we're going to be warring over. So someone's going to be playing like the one that's supposed to break everything down, and everybody else is uh, playing their own interest mm-hmm. per yeah. se. Uh, so we'll see what happens. But that book series was really good. Yeah. So cool. looking forward to it. And the last piece of news I wanted to talk about was um, another Spiel des Jahres nominated game. Not one, but nominated. And we talked about Kinesia earlier. This is a Kinesia game. My City, the legacy game, uh, kind of like a polyomino uh, game. What makes it interesting is that they are making an app version of this legacy game. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're making it for both Android and Apple, so mm-hmm. you'll be able to play it on all of them. I don't know when the release date is. I know that they announced it. It might be out soon or already. I'm not sure. But the fact that you could do this legacy game over that, and I thought that would be a good system for it, actually. like Because the game itself only takes about 15 minutes. It almost takes longer to bring out the game and work on it than it does to... or And to play it and to read the rules than it does to actually play. Yeah. Like, it's super quick. It's a nifty little game. A lot of people really love it. I enjoyed it. I bought it because it was nominated for the Spiel. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's I haven't played all the way through mine, so I don't know what all it offers. Maybe I might have to get the app version, and then eventually I'll play uh, the full version. Okay. Um, I, I, I've been wanting to try my... This is My City, right? Because My Island's the new one? Yes. Okay, yeah. I, I haven't tried My City. I do, I do want to try it, but everything you've said about it, I'm like, it sounds interesting, but the fact that the changes you're making in the game doesn't really make it feel like a legacy game. Right. Yeah, It's you're unlocking a series of envelopes. Yeah. Added modules. Yeah. Which is fine. I mean, it's a fun game. Yeah. But if you know that going into it, it's less like, oh, wow, I'm going to get a really enriching story. You're not. You're not. I mean, uh, W. Eric Martin, he, he had the best example of that. Is He did a review for it and explained why Kinesia should never do a legacy game. He was like, this is kind of silly that this is a legacy game. Yeah. And in the legacy version, there's a, after you're done opening the envelopes, you can play certain scenarios, but there's certain parts that they removed. That you just can never play with again. Okay. You only can play with the, on the one time during the campaign, but not during the full version. You only play with certain modules. And that's considered the full game. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. That's why I was like, eh. Which is a little weird. Alright, uh, so very wrong. Let's see here. For trick takers, check out uh, Schaffenfreude. Hard to get, but you could probably get proxy a deck with standard cards. Cool. That sounds interesting. I'm always up for more. Um, I, I do enjoy trick taking a lot. That's why I want to pick up the new ones from All Play. Yep. Uh, Lunar, for sure. I, I like that where you're working as a team and one player is right. playing the suit and the other player person is playing the the number. Yeah. Yeah. So I do like that one a lot, uh, or interested in that one a lot. And there, the other one was Mori. I, that the whole little die <coughs> thing was interest interest me. So yeah, I want to see sure. how that one works. And I liked what I liked about Mori the way it played too, from what I saw. 
is whoever's leading the trick will decide what the trump suit is based on the card that they play. So if yep. I play this type of flower, the card that's next on that board uh, in rotation would be the trump suit. So if mm -hmm. I play like the rose, the dahlia is probably going to be the one that uh, is the trump suit because it's next on the board. I was like, that's intriguing how that works. Right. Not only am I setting the trick, I'm also setting the trump suit. Yeah. Yeah, which is interesting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But that's all my news. Cool. All right, you ready to get into our episode? Oh, yeah. Uh, once again, we're going through our gaming goals of 2023. We're revisiting it. Uh, we're recording this a little early just because of the way our recording schedule is set up. Uh, this will go about a week before Christmas. So mm -hmm. sometimes we might not meet it or we could be really, really close to it. And we'll talk about it when we get to those points. Right. Absolutely. So we definitely will. We gave ourselves eight total each mm -hmm. gaming goals that we wanted to make as a goal for ourselves um whether it's to expand the hobby or expand our knowledge of games or yep. expand even the podcast we'll get yep. more into that later and let's see how we've done yeah daniel was there any surprises on your list uh not really uh everything i did in here i, I there's a reason why i did it like this they're much more likely to get finished that Mm -hmm. Some of those ambitious ones that I did the years before, so... Yeah. Because I remember the year before this, the 2022 gaming goals, I got very few of them. I think I got less than half. I probably uh, only got like three of them I got finished. three or four. Yeah. Maybe. And, and more, it was more like three and a half, or it could be total right. four, because two of them got halfway done, but not exactly what I wanted to get completed. Absolutely. So, let, let's go ahead and use our Coin of Doom today. Yeah. We'll use this as actually heads mm -hmm. instead of last time. Here we go. All right. I'll start us off. Yep. So, my number eight was my goal was to support more local stores. And I was really excited about that because I was like, you know, we have our local store here in town. There's another one that, that's in town, but it's mainly Magic the Gathering, right? Um, and then we have Barnes & Noble. That's about it, right? Mm-hmm. But we go frequent El Paso. We go to Tucson from time to time. We're in southern New Mexico, if you're new to the podcast, by the mm -hmm. way. Um, and I knew I was coming up with a really significant trip. So I will let you judge this, but I'll tell you the number of new stores that I supported. Okay? okay. I'm listening. Within the combination of me traveling for my daughter's uh, cheer practice, telling you about all the other stores that I've seen, and a 4,000-mile road trip that I took this summer... With my with my family, mm -hmm. I supported eighteen different stores. No, you didn't do enough. <laughs> no, that's a no. that that is amazing. Uh, I mean, eighteen different stores. I didn't go to as many cities as you've done. Um, I only supported two, maybe three stores local, or not locally, but uh, I mean, well, I, I always include, support the local. I include the, the our local ones, but I I wanted to support specifically no, either no, board yeah. game cafes or yeah. a small business. I, I wasn't going to go to like, I didn't count Walmart or Barnes yeah. Noble in a different city, or even like Bookman's, I don't count that in Tucson, because I don't consider that a game store, it just sells games. Yeah. But I'm talking like, like either mom and pop, or small chain, or like cafes and stuff. I went to 18 different stores. No, no, I get that. Uh, no, but I, including yeah, local. Too. Yeah, but uh, yeah, no, that's that's good. I mean, to think about it, we have <coughs> like a handful of stores in just a 40 mile radius. Yes. And, and when I say handful, it's like three. Yeah. Really good stores. You yep. you have your card stores like your Magic and stuff like that out here, 
But yeah, we have one local in the city that we're in that sells board games. Mm-hmm. Uh, that we have one that's in the city 40 miles from us on El Paso. The one that we love a lot there too, uh, Game Vault. Yep. Uh, they're really, really good people. Uh, <laughs> but they're a dedicated game store. Uh, how's it going, Corrupt? Where it's hey, like Zia, they're a dedicated game store, but they're more also comics and uh, other right. stuff too because they're 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 the one stop nerd shop. Yeah. That's what I call one stop nerd shop. That's a great tagline. <laughs> you should, should pitch that to them. But yeah. it's it's yeah, that's that's impressive. The there's only one yeah. game store that I actually visited outside my area. Um, I actually know two in 2023. No, it was only one, and that was a. Uh, over in uh, Cleveland, yep. uh, I can't. Uh, War Game Matrix, I think, is what it was called. And that that yep. was amazing. Yeah. Not for the faint of heart, though. Right. So I would consider that. I mean, I, I my goal was to support more stores than I yeah. had the year before, and I think I don't know the number for that, but I know it was less than eighteen different stores. Yeah. So I'm I mean, gonna count it as a success. Yeah, I count it as a success. Uh, got a pretty decent PAX U-Haul. Can't wait to play them. Nice. Yeah. We, I would like to go to PAX U. That's one that's always intrigued me out oh of the, the, the other ones. Like, uh, Board Game Geek Kong, I want to go see. Gen Con, I'm kind of... That giant crowd that oh, where they take out a freaking football wait. stadium. I can't wait. Uh, I, I would I, love to do that. That and Essen, they're, they're on the top of my list. I do want to try them, but like PAX U is, would be one. Uh, another one would be... Um, Oh, wow. Uh, what is it? The other one, Board Game Geek Con. I want to go to these other ones that are not like the massive ones that everybody knows. Yeah. Well, so like Board Game Geek, Pax U, they're, they're big, but they're not They're not the Gen Con. They're not the SN. They're not the Dice Tower or stuff like that. Corrupt said that they're only an hour and a half away from Philly. Yeah, we've had this talk before. Yeah. You know what? Well, we're an hour and a half away from nothing. 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 Um, we're about three minimum hours from a decent city. No, uh, well, de- decently Paso, sized major okay. city. Well, yeah. El Paso's big. Yeah, uh, El Paso is about, depending on where you're going, it's 55 yeah. miles from where I live to the airport. That yeah. much we know. We've timed it. Yeah. Uh, so that means it's about 60 miles to the, the next best game store yeah. <laughs> in the area. Yeah. Uh, Tucson, which is not that big of a city, is three hours away. Albuquerque, four. Would, oh yeah, four hours away. Albuquerque, Albuquerque which is, is another big city, it's three and a half hours away. Right. Uh, so, and if we want to go to somewhere like Phoenix or Denver, you're looking at six to ten hours. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, what? I, uh, that that's that needs clarification. What? Yeah, right, we'll get so, back into that. But yeah. we'll go into my first gaming goal here. Um, is was to finish the office. I still haven't finished the soundproofing like I wanted to. It's kind of half done. Mm-hmm. Um, I did. There is soundproofing on the wall. You can't see it here. Yeah, but, but I want to complete. I want to get that whole corner filled right over mm-hmm. there. I want to get that wall and this wall completely done, and <coughs> probably part of the ceiling there too. Uh, but I did get more shelving, like I said I was going to do. We got more decorations for the holiday uh, that we're, we're mm-hmm. celebrating right now. Uh, there's more artwork on the wall. I got some uh, pins. You can't see them, but they're right over here. There's a calendar behind that, and we'll start up in 2023. That's, That's new, right. my new uh, board game creations calendar for the new year. Your string art, make sure to clarify that, up on the yep. wall over Ain't there. no rubber bands. There's no elasticity <laughs> in there. That's right. Uh, so, yeah, it looks really, really good. Uh, it's getting there, but... I still need more work to do. Yeah. 
Can't hear anything. Huh? Yeah, sorry about the ads. It's just uh, one of the things that we're doing on um, Twitch. We they, they do mid-roll ads. So. Bummer. So there's an ad going through while we're talking. Yeah, on Twitch, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yep. Interesting. Anyway. Should do it when they first come in, but uh, I'm trying to figure out how to play with that. Ah, gotcha. All right, number seven. All right, All right. to you. Off to me. So, this was probably the most ambitious one, but I was looking forward to it. it. I wanted to play, or having played at some point in history, the top 100 board game geek uh, games. And so I made the list at the beginning of the year, and I found out that out of all of the board game geek games, there was about 36 or 37 that I have not played yet. Now, I don't own many of them. I probably own, like, maybe a dozen or two. But... Between all four of us as our main game group mm. and online plays, I was like, okay, I have a very good chance that I can complete this. I played about two and a half of those, <laughs> unfortunately, because it's just one of those things that I just didn't do. This is one of the few that I have to justify. I, I didn't even come close to playing it. I played Anachrony. I played, um, we played Astro Knights, which is, I guess, Aeon's End. Oh, yeah, yeah, Aeon's End is a, the, the, the sci-fi version of uh, yeah. Astronauts. Astronauts is the sci-fi version of Aeon's End. Yes, and uh, there was, like, one other that I'm just... Oh, Seventh Continent. That was the other one. That's it. Out of all of those games I hadn't played yet, those are the ones. Okay, okay. Yep, I got nothing else to say on that. Yeah, straight up fail. Not even close. Uh, halfway through the year, I realized I only got one game in. I'm like, yeah, nah, this just ain't happening. I kind of gave up on it halfway through. So I probably could have done it, but ah, it was rough. And Anachrony was really fun. Um, there were some really cool parts on it. It is a little convoluted for what it is, but it is a great game. Yeah, so, yeah, I do uh, really enjoy it. Uh, but it's it's one of those things that, uh, that we don't uh, need. Yeah. Very cool. All right. All right. Number seven. My number seven is one that I haven't completed yet, but I'm hoping to get it done by the end of the year. I am very, very close to this. I have 15 games to go. Yes. And that is to play 200 unique games uh, for the year. I am at 85 as of right now of recording, which is the, what day is it? The 17th, I think? Mm -hmm. The 17th of December. No, it's not the 17th. It's the... This is the 11th. The 11th of December. Yeah. Uh, I was like, no, that's it's not too... Because the wife will be back around then. So, yeah, looking forward to getting that done. I'm really, really close. Uh, and I possibly will be done by December 31st, uh, midnight. Because uh, I have a friend that's coming up. So I'm going to take some yep. games to get played there. Uh, we have our game group that's coming... Uh, this Wednesday and next Wednesday, and that's I think right. that we have two, three more game groups before the new year. That's right. So there's a good possibility if I can get five games in those three days. Well, I mean, even if you don't, I will have some time off after this week. You just come on over. We'll just do that in a day. <laughs> Easy. We got this. So yeah, uh, I'm looking forward to getting that. I'm pretty, pretty close. Awesome. Off to our number six. Now this one's me. So my number six for this microphone, I bet, was to be playing a mix of old and new games, and so 
uh, way I've done this is very successful. One week I was playing stuff off my shelf of shame because mm -hmm. it's always very important to try to get stuff off there. Um, some people call it the shuffle of opportunity. No, it's shameful. No, it's shameful. Because there's, there was a game on there. You should be ashamed for not admitting. Because <laughs> uh, there was a game that was on there for six freaking years and I finally got that one off. So yeah. There was that. How was that an opportunity after six years? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean? So... I succeeded. Um, I played stuff that I hadn't played in a while. I got stuff off my shelf of shame that had been up there for a while. I got some really good games that I haven't played in a long while, and I've loved that mix. I think I'm going to switch it up, and I'll probably put this in my gaming goals too, is that where uh, it's going to be like a one-to-one. -one. So I'll play a new game off my shelf of shame, and then I'll play a game uh, like our mutual friend Dom is doing it, where uh -huh. he plays a game that he wants to get off the shelf of shame, and then he'll play a game that he hasn't played in a long time. So... We're going to do stuff like that, um, but yeah, it was, it's very, uh, it's, it's been really, really good for me. Um, I want to keep doing that next year. I mean, yeah, I don't get a lot of like just emptying myself a shelf of shame, but I'm getting stuff that's getting ignored on my shelf because I'm trying to do shelf of shame stuff. Yeah. So I've got some new stuff done this year. Like I just recently played uh, Santa's Workshop. Fox Experiments, we played a lot of Christmas games we haven't played before, Holly Jolly, mm -hmm. but I've also gotten games like Abyss to the Table or Western Legends again, so yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm finding, I'm calling that one a success. Oh, I would too, and so very wrong about games said that they also cleared their shelf of shame this year, bravo, bravo, for real, I keep adding to my shelf of shame, that's the problem, yeah, oh no, but I mean, even if, that's still, <laughs> that's still impressive, all right, my number six, um, this is one that I can, I can say that, um, uh, well, I'll tell what happened is it was my goal was to sign another game this year, and I had pretty good um, opportunity to do it. Mm -hmm. It was we had Gamma coming up a few months later. Um, we have some good friends of ours. Um, it, it I have signed a contract. I will. I don't have the liberty to say what it is yet, um, and nor do I try. I mean, I probably could, but I'm also I'm of the mind where I'm trying to be like, eh, you know, I would like to not have to do that right now until I know it's, like, been announced and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. But um, I will call this a success. You know which game it is. It's one that I've been trying to get to a publisher for a long time. We finally found a good home for it mm -hmm. and um, working out deals to get it hopefully printed soon. And it's not just that one. You're under contract with a few other games. In right. Yeah. I And I don't remember when I signed that contract. I pro But I do believe it was... It was what was it? Yeah, it was this year because we talked about it, not on the podcast itself, but we talked about it. Uh, I think it was relatively after Gamma or right before Gamma yeah, this year. Yeah, something to that effect. Yeah, because yeah, but... it was right around that time. But yeah, you have a couple games under contract. You have another one possibly coming out sometime soon. Yep. Yeah, so, I mean, it, and then the match matches is coming out soon, too. Yeah, I matches say that will probably one. be early next year. Yeah, probably. Yeah, I mean, it's in manufacturing now, so... Here's hoping. Yep. It comes out soon. I'm looking forward to it. Of Speaking course. of which, it's still going on right now, right? Cool. Uh, yeah. Oh, by the way, our friends at Thing 12, I need a pause real quick. Our friends <laughs> at Thing 12 really need your support right now. They're, they've been doing better. They're gaining traction, but it's the last like four or five days right now. Yeah. They have a game called Puppy Pile that's currently on Kickstarter. Cheap little $18 game. You're trying not to be the puppy on, on the bottom of the pile as all the dogs are jumping onto the, yeah. the bed. <clears throat> super crazy adorable art very inexpensive game looks like a good little fun fun time seriously they in order to fund they need everybody's help go tell everybody you've ever met ever yeah but that with that being said though i have at least 
three games now, mm-hmm. currently under contract, that without um, w- without being announced yet. Yeah, yeah. So I was I call that a success because oh, no, yeah, I they're did under contract. Quite literally, I signed another game. You basically Boom. wanted things signed. You're signed. It just it doesn't yep. necessarily mean they're going to be published. That's right. That's right. But hopefully they will. I hope so too. Yep. All right, moving on to our number fives. Uh, number five. Here we go. Okay. So this one was a roaring success. It has happened. I said it uh, that it's a good possibility that it was going to happen. And this is to play a game in another country. In fact, I played six games. Uh, we were in the Bahamas, mostly in port or <coughs> getting ready to cast off to go to a different island and stuff like that. Hey, that still counts. But... Uh, I played a game in another country. I played Eleven Impt. I played Little Devils. I played uh, Marvel Remix, uh, mm-hmm. and we played in a lock there, which was really really fun. I think it was called Mission Number Seven. That, that was a really oh yeah, that was yes. that, that, <laughs> that was, was really, really cool. fun. Uh, so yeah, we played uh, quite a few games. Uh, it was just honestly really really cool to do something like that. I've never really been. I've been to like Mexico and stuff like that, but. Yeah. Never been to, like, another Caribbean or been on a cruise in general. And going down to the Bahamas, having a great time, seeing, like, the swimming with the pigs on that beach and doing all that stuff. And <coughs> still being able to get my gaming fix in while we're there. And just having a really good time with some really good friends of ours. Uh, bonding over what we would have done at home. But on a cruise ship in a yeah. library where everybody was watching us and like, hey, what are you playing there? So I would explain the rules to them. So... Yeah, it was really neat. Yeah. Yeah, so we had a good time. But yeah, awesome. playing a game in another country, that was a success. And and I had a very similar um, thing that happened where my goal, my number five, was to play a new game in a new place. And I was and I remember this was the thing in back in the year I remembered I purposefully left it a little ambiguous on purpose. Mm-hmm. I was like, is it gonna be a new game that I haven't played before? Or a new game that I had never um had in my collection before or and what do i mean by new place could i count like a store that i haven't been to or a new store and but i remember i was talking to you and i said my original intent Mm -hmm. for that and i clarified after the podcast my intent with that was to literally go to a brand new city and a new store that Mm -hmm. i have never been to ever in my years of living and then play a game that i've never heard of at all and that was more more often than not my intent well i got that opportunity this summer oh yeah during that road trip that i was talking about there was all the way from here to minneapolis i've been to but everything west of minneapolis when we went all the way to bozeman montana was all brand new to me so every day that we were traveling i kind of like scouted it i was like hmm, what time are we gonna get there yeah what games what game stores we got and then there was one city in Bozeman, Montana specifically. I forget the name of the store. Um, I, I can look it up later. But there was one that was just a mile and a half away from where we were staying. Everyone was tired. They're like, we're already done. I'm like, Aiden, my son, get in the car. We're going to go to the store real quick. They're open for another two hours. Here's my chance. They have yeah. a game library. Let's go see what we can find. And it was difficult to find a game that I hadn't played before, but yeah. I found this weird little one, and I and I don't know if it was something that, like, it was such a generic title. It was a game called Dungeon Draft. 
Okay. Which is a really generic title. Very much so. Very much so. And I I don't remember hearing about it ever before, but I was like, you know what? Never heard of it. I'm in a brand new place. There was some magic players that unfortunately were cussing up a storm with my, you know, young teenage son there. <laughs> Annoyed me. I was being the crotchety old man. Like, yeah. oh, like, watch your language, people. Or, 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 I'm trying to play my card games over here. And, uh, what? Yeah? Oh, the magic players do that. Oh, no, no, I'm not talking about that. I was like, you, you think your son hasn't heard that language before? Oh, no, I know he has. <laughs> but no, but he probably still, says it when you're not around. Oh, I'm certain of it. <laughs> I'm just saying, it was still, it's like, yo, kids here. Like, what the heck? Like, put a filter, bro. But anyway, like. It's magic players. They don't have filters. Yeah, that's true. That's why they play magic. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I played. That was my. That was you game. when there you were their age. Right, like, mother. <laughs> no, um, this year I like by far Magic was my most played game. So anyway, I I kid I kid, but I played Dungeon Draft in Bozeman, Montana, mm-hmm. city I had never been to before. I'd never been in the state before. Anywhere near that. Nice. And I played a game I had never heard of. So, wailing success. Cool. Beautiful. Succeeded. New game in a new place. By the way, check out the shelf over there. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> you did get it, didn't you? <laughs> oh, are a couple of those the new ones? Two are the new ones. Two are the old ones. Ooh. All right. <laughs> anyway. Disney Lorcana. Yeah. Ooh, ah. All right. So off to our number fours. Four. Here we go. To you. All right. My number four was uh, sticking to the ambitious side of mine. I wanted to set myself a game design goal. As listeners of the podcast have heard before, I do some game design. Um, he's not a fan. I'm sorry. You know, whatever. But that was my goal. Is I was like, I wonder if I can make a pack of cards into a game. And what I mean by that is, so I use a website called The Game Crafter. I'm going to give them a quick shout out because I, I appreciate what they do. Um, some, sometimes it's a hit or miss whether they people like them or not. But I like what they do, and I, I really appreciate what they stand for. And they support Unpub and developer uh, conventions all the time. Yeah. So, thegamecrafter.com. And you can find my game, Search Daniel McKinley. Anyway, so, <laughs> last year they had a contest, which they do contests for designers. Yeah, yeah. To try and make different style of games and stuff. And one of them was one-card game. So, all the rules and the main component had to be the one single card. And contained within them. Not just uh, a link to the rules or like a video or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, you were allowed to use other fairly generic tokens. But um, like if it was like, oh yeah, just get a deck of cards and then scratch out the ace and type it or write in something like, like that. No. Like it wouldn't be that specific. Yeah. But like handful of dice or some tokens, whatever, right? Yeah, yeah. And I made two games. One was a dexterity game. One was a um, something else off the top of my head. I'm not, I'm not remembering off the top of my head. Oh, one was like a party uh, trivia game. Kind of like checking to see like the reactions of people. Mm-hmm. And I thought those were cool and I put them online and, um, and I have heard of Regicide actually. It's, uh, it is actually surprisingly fun. Um, <coughs> only played it once, so. Where was I going with this? Yes, okay, so. That's why so, you don't respond don't like to chat, chat like until chat. you finish my your apologies. point. My, my apologies. My, my point is long gone at this point. No, um, so I made those two games, and the way the Game Crafter works is that you have to print uh, a sheet of paper in order to print any amount of cards. 
So a sheet of paper will be 18 cards by themselves. So at first I was like, okay, well, I'll just get 18 copies of each of these games. Tra-la-la, that'll be it. But then it got me thinking, I already made two games. I wonder, could I design a full pack of 18 cards, each one containing its own board game? I am proud to say that I am announcing it here. You've already announced it. I've already announced it. But I am announcing it here officially. Uh, about a month and a half ago, I have completed all 18. And not only have I completed all 18, I am currently right now working on the art and the design so I can put it on the Game Crafter in a small hook box. And not only that, I have one of the widest ranges of games. I have two-player abstract strategy. I have dexterity. I have party. I have... A, a lightweight Euro worker placement resource management game. I have a stock market game. <laughs> I have all sorts of different things. I have a two-player head-to-head war game, area control. I have a game kit, a, a, a full collection of games in a single wallet-sized packet. That was my goal. I am succeeding. Later on, at some point in the future, I will say when it is live on the Game Crafter, but look forward to that. Currently, right now, it is called the Emergency Game Night Kit, and, uh, it, and you can always carry it with you, and in case you need a game night all of a sudden, you have the games available. So, there you go. That was my 18-card pack. Very successful. Very proud of the games that I came up with that. Alright, going on to my number four, uh, this is an utter failure. It is Uh-oh. a straight-up failure. This is one that I kind of wanted to, to do. But I blame places like uh, Game Nerds and just deals in general because I'm still going to buy some more games uh, when Barnes & Nobles do, do their 50% off deals. Do we know that's going to be for certain? Uh, they said they're more than likely going to do it again uh, next year. The reason why they did it last year was because um, they, they noticed like uptick trying to clean off their store for yeah. like other things that they were really, really successful. So they wanted to test it out with board games. And it went gangbusters, so yep. they're they're more than likely. I don't know for sure. I haven't heard anything, but more than likely, from what the workers are saying, it's probably going to happen again. Just to, to clear out inventory, because a lot you got to think about the fact that the reason why they did it after Christmas is they get a lot of extra stock in because yep. of Christmas. Yeah, and so this is the way for they can clear out that do, uh, stock, especially because the the end of the quarter is coming up. So you know they have to do the inventory and everything going on. Sure. So. But yeah, this was for me to buy less games, and compared to last year, I did buy less than I did last year. Well, so then technically it's a success. It's a success, but not really. My whole thing was I wanted to back less, I wanted to buy less. I backed around the same amount I did the year before. I bought less than I bought last year, but it's still up there. I was keeping track till about June. Once I hit like 27, I'm like, I'm not going to keep up with this. This is not going to happen. Uh... I did buy quite a bit. Uh, bought some when I was in Cleveland. I bought two games there. Uh, there was another place. Uh, I bought some other games. I didn't count like the culling stuff when we went to Bookman's as games I bought sure. because I traded basically for yeah, those you games. Yeah, you did buy those. Yeah, it, it was basically trade-in money for those games. Yeah, I but, agree with that. But I consider it a fail because I wanted to, you know, save my budget, try to play more games in here. But, like, oh, they announced Halloween, the board game. All right, well, I'm going to have to pick that one up. Fine. Uh, uh, Stonemeyer's new one. Here's Apiary. Okay, I'm going to get that one. And I knew there was going to be some caveats, but when uh, I, 
had to do a, a damn it Danny because Concordia <laughs> was on sale. Oh, Concordia, so good. Uh, so I picked up Concordia yeah. Venus because I needed to pick some stuff up. Uh, yeah. There was other games, damn it Dom versions. Uh-huh. Uh, games where I just had to pick up, pick up is so good. Uh, so I was just like, yep. at that point, I was like, I'm done. I, I'm not, not going to complete this. Nope. Well, I mean, I, I appreciate you being honest about it, right? <laughs> yeah. All right, cool. On to our number threes. All right, yep. Here we go. All right, that's you. Uh, number three here is a success, I would say. I've been playing a lot of solo games, and that was my goal. My number three game uh, is to play more solo games. Not just Final Girl. Uh, I have some board games actually sitting on the table that I'm going to play solo uh, tomorrow. Uh, I want to try Destinies just to get that one played. But Final Girl is a big one. Um, mm-hmm. uh, there's some other it ones. It is a big one. I, yeah, there's some other ones that I played uh, solo on here. But yeah, the, looking through my stats, I played a lot more solo than I did the year before because I think Final Girl was the only game I had tagged as solo mm-hmm. um, the year before. This one is several new solo games that I played, whether it's stuff just to get off my shelf of shame or stuff that I want to try solo, some that have really good solo variants. I haven't bought more solo-specific games. Uh, I just got a new one uh, right now. Um, I got the Sleeping God 1-2 to two player version. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think uh, something Peril. I have that one, so I do want to try that one out. But yeah, I did get more solo gaming in, which actually makes me happy because it's uh, something like when my wife's gone and on travels and I can't get around with other people to play games, at least I have something to keep in my mind. No. Doesn't help the fact that the latter half of the year I didn't really succeed in it all that well because Baldur Gates three came out and, oh, sure. and then Super Mario RPG right afterwards. It's just like Mm-mm. yeah, so yeah. kind of slowed down, but I did play a lot more solo. Uh, another one you can see behind me, Super Skill Pinball Arcade. I've I've been playing that one solo. It's been fun. Good, awesome. My number three is one that involved you actually, um, and I told you right after that we got off the stream and I was like. Yeah, sorry to string it, spring it on you, but uh, yeah, we let's make it happen. Let's figure it out. But we got time. We'll figure it out. Yeah. And we did. Yeah. And I'm very proud of the fact that that you were willing to budge on it. And you were like, like, because at first you were like, dude, like, why'd you even like say this? Because like we already have our system. It's like, no, no, just trust me. We got something good. And I think what came, what resulted in it worked out really well. My goal was to make a new segment for our board game podcast, and we came up with board game brainstorm. Mm-hmm. Which we were already kind of doing similar to that. We were using it as our chits and giggles. But we have now an official breakdown. No, that was the compare and contrast. Yeah, we, we had the compare and contrast, but that's what I'm saying. Like, we were giving these, like, recommendations based off of, like, our criteria and how mm-hmm. we do it. And I was like, and you were the one who came up with the specifics of it. Yeah. Which, bravo to you, because I think that's, I, I personally think that's one of our greatest segments. I love the breakdown. Mm-hmm. Uh, or the brainstorm because yep. then we get to take a classic game we get to build off of it give recommendations based on our criteria and mm-hmm. why we debate them that way and then we can justify the reasons for our topic debate and now we can give our listeners more content more uh more stuff to do uh every time they join us and we have more variety in what we're talking about because back in the day it used to just be chits and giggles and topic debate then we added in board game breakdown mm-hmm. then we added in board game brainstorm now we have like a full month schedule every single yeah. month it's awesome and it's something different every week exactly so. exactly and that's some variety and changes it up and i think keeps everything fresh mm-hmm. so make a new board game uh podcast segment success yeah and we instituted that this year uh in march around our anniversary that's when we started doing the new cycle right. once our season was over because uh, last year 
we let into the end of the season with our top 100 games of all time. Mm-hmm. But we're not doing that this year. Uh, I say we'll probably revisit that in a few, a uh, couple years or so. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. There's no rush for that. It doesn't yeah. change that much. Cool. Oh, it changed a lot for me last time. <laughs> it did last time, but not, not so much uh, this year. Yeah, maybe. So moving to our number two. Number two. Up to you again. This is the only one I didn't make notes for because uh, I call it a success. I, we talked about it earlier when I was talking about playing the game uh, on a cruise and stuff like that. And that's to be a better ambassador for board gaming. Um, when people were asking questions, oh, what are you playing? I try to explain the game. there, Or people were trying to buy something um, like, is this good? All right, what kind of games are you playing? Mm-hmm. This is what you're doing. Okay, yeah, I would recommend this one based on, oh, we're really big in Ticket to Ride. Okay, yeah, you're going to enjoy this. Or <coughs> why are you into Ticket to Ride? What is your favorite thing in there? Do you like the rummy set? So why don't we try like these cards where you're doing like uh, this card game over here where you're doing like set collections, like uh, something like Holly Jolly where you're trying to do set collections if you mm-hmm. like that part of it. If you're like connecting routes, let's try something like, uh, I can't think of anything off the top of my head, but. Just, I'll recommend games if they ask. Uh, there's another one, like, if people are struggling to decide which ones, uh, what are more likely what they would go down their road. Mm-hmm. Uh, the uh, People, when they were watching us play, they were playing, I think it was golf, a uh, trick-taking game or something, like, uh, uh, on the table next to us when we were playing 11 Imp. Oh, yeah. And so they came over and were like, oh, what's going on here? And so I explained how the game works. I'm like, oh, that's really neat. So the guy bought it off the Amazon. <laughs> so he's like, this looks cool. I'm going to try this out. So... That, that I call that a success. I don't need notes for this because it's just something I've done and I'm trying to be more open to. Uh, yeah. Another thing, too, is like on uh, talking about um, Board Game Revolution where we always usually put our polls and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, whenever people are making asking for like recommendations or how is this gameplay with this or that, I've been trying to <laughs> do more into the chat and being like, hey, yeah, this is good. I liked it with this. I prefer this game with this min- this player count just because if it's at four player, sometimes it's a little long. Mm-hmm. If it's at two player, there's got that dummy player, which I don't really care for. So, yeah, it's stuff like that. Cool. Awesome. Uh, my number two was a goal I was pretty confident with, but it was my whole premise of it was to justify having the games that I have and why I have them. And my goal last year was to replay 100 different games mm-hmm. from my collection again this year one and they had a couple caveats one they weren't on my shelf of shame like i had already played them in the past so there's a lot of times where i had to just you know mark it as like a oh well you know does it count no yeah yes no because if it was on my shelf of shame before i don't count it i want to replay 100 games that i own in my collection again it's always great to go off of trying to get uh you know the new games shelf of shame all that stuff but we have, I have like nearly a thousand, more than a thousand toys that I haven't played with all mm-hmm, that much. Mm-hmm. And it's not like I bought them for the collector resale value. I'm not trying to make them appreciate value and sell them. Yeah. Uh, I'm not about that. Every game that's in my game room is a game that I've played. Or so, trying to play. No, every oh, game that's in, in my in your game, game room, room yeah. is a game that I've played. All thousand plus games that are in there. And so... When I open that game, I expect to learn how to play the cardboard. I take the plastic off because I don't want it to be as valuable as it was before. Yeah. These games are meant to be played, and that's what I want to do. They're toys, yeah. Yeah. I hit that late summer (laughs) that I had replayed the 100, and ever since I've been keeping track of... um, I did look through my stats last year. Um, As of right now, December 11th, Mm -hmm. I have played 400 unique games last year. 
I haven't. I, I, I'm struggling to hit 200 unique games. I but, hit. But mind you, you force your kids games. to play games with you, so that's like their chore. Sometimes, sometimes, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's like, hey, you want that allowance money? Play, play Magic Rabbit right now. We're playing Radlands, or else. Yeah. So yeah, no, I get it though. Yeah. Uh, uh, like I said, I'm pretty close to 200 unique yep. game, but I only play about three or four games twice a week, if that. Right. So. Yeah, and I was pretty confident I was going to do it, but I was like, eh, just in case I'll stick to 100. Yeah. And then you had to show me how, in our in our board game stats app, how to actually do like a, a 50 by 1, and I had to do it twice. Yeah. So that was fun. But yeah, I mean, easily. Hit, hit the numbers, no problem. Another success for me. Nice. And now for our number, number one. Number ones. Number one, 2023 gaming goal. This was the one that was most important to us. You're starting us off. Well, that's good, because this is an utter failure. Oh, sorry uh, to hear. And it's not because of lack of trying. This, I try to get done, but it is such a massive game, I've still got a lot to go through, and that was to finish Gloomhaven. That was my uh, number yeah. one goal. And I've been playing it a lot. I, I think I'm close to like uh, some like 60 gameplays or something of it, mm -hmm. or 50 or something like that. Uh, we still haven't finished. We've played a lot. There's been a lot of stuff that we've opened. There's a lot of stuff that we've seen. Mm -hmm. uh, we've done like a major plot point, but we haven't completed the actual game. Yeah. So there's still a lot to go through. But yeah, no, I'm I'm enamored with it. I still still love this game. I've played it more this year than I've played up to this year. Oh, so, wow. So we, that's saying we're playing a lot of it, and that's including the fact that we played also Jaws the Lion the year before mm -hmm. and played all that the way through, and now we're playing this all the way through. And it's like, oh, my God. That, that when people talk about, like, lifestyle games, this this could be a lifestyle game. You get a lot of, from this one game alone that I could just have this one game and still play it over and over and over. There's solo scenarios. There's the upgrading, the retirements. So I don't know if I'm going to see everything. I haven't even touched the expansion yet um, with the new character and the new mm -hmm. scenarios there. I haven't even touched Frosthaven yet. So, yeah, but I it's not for a lack of trying. I did try to finish Gloomhaven. We played it a lot. Uh, we even had to take a break from it because we were playing it so much. It kind of got a little, okay, I need to refresh my brain and play other games. Yes. So we started a little other campaigns like Vagrant Song and stuff like that. And then we went back to it, started playing it a little bit more and more, and it's just like... It got to a point where we got our butts handed to us several times. <laughs> so and that's a that's an easy way to just like burn out. Yeah. You know? And so we were getting it done, but it still hasn't been finished. And that's that's a testament to Isaac Childress in this game because we've played probably sixty games of this or so uh, combined, and it's still not done. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of content, and also the fact that you know your wife travels now. Yeah. And so that's less time that you can play, play with yeah. her. Yeah. That makes sense. And my number one, uh, this was the most ambitious goal that I had set ever. Because it goes along with the last one I was just talking about. Mm -hmm. I need to justify the games that I have and why I have them. Because we did some calculations. My Board Game Geek says that I have about 1,200 games, 1,300, mm -hmm. something like that. I don't think I actually have that many. But a lot of them I have for just various reasons. Either they were gifts... Or I got a lot of micro games, or like my board game geek was wrong, or whatever the reason may be. Yeah. So my goal was to reduce my collection by 365 games. As of right now, I have a call list at, at my house. You help me clean out the game room. Yep. 
I have a, a stack of games there that I am currently going to get rid of. And now, even though I haven't removed them from my collection technically yet, and, and that, that the big part that, that is going to go. That, that, the big part of that too is one, you're waiting on some people to come pick up the ones yes. that they're going to buy, and uh, whatever's left is what you're going to take to our annual call, yes. which I think we're talking it's going to be the 7th of january like that, it would yeah. be like that first sure. sunday after the new year yep so it, it they're going to be gone it's just that when we go for that, that right. road trip exactly so and, and so they are going to be cold i've already committed them that they're going to be gone 370 games was what i'm getting rid of total nice and i found some that were like duplicates on board game geek so i took those off i counted those as well because that reduced my collection on board game geek um game i also took off some of the ones that i'm like this is kind of unnecessary. Like, um, for example, like poker. Like, I had it on my board game. It's like, yeah, I technically have poker. Because you have like I have uh, like decks of cards, ten thousand deck of cards, something like that, give or take, twenty five hundred. But um, that's not joking. you. You, that's you, clean, you basically led a trail from your kitchen to your little dining gaming yes. area. I filled a couple of large rooms. Yeah, covered the floor. But uh, you know, regardless. But that's what I'm saying is like stuff like that. Like cribbage doesn't need to be in my game board game geek collection, even though I play it. That's yeah. I don't. It's a deck of cards. It's a deck of cards, right? Yeah. You know, everyone owns cribbage, right? If they have a deck of cards, so stuff like that. But really, the vast majority of them came uh, about two months ago. I was looking through my collection. I had called at that point 190 games so far. Mm-hmm. And I said I have about 170 to go. Daniel. Let's do this. Yeah. And we went through that game room, cleaned it up good and nice. It looks great. And now I have a stack of hundreds of games. Or almost near almost 200 games that I am getting rid of now. Because they need to go to a better home. I can't play that many. Yeah. And I know that now. And so that is a huge success. And I was actually nervous at near, near a couple months ago when I realized, I was like, I'm only at 190 games. Yeah. And I was like, the worst thing that could happen is that I fail to do the 365, and I've already gotten rid of no, almost 200 games. Yeah. Like, can you imagine saying that? I got rid of 200 games for this reason, and I failed. That would suck. Because yeah. some of those I got rid of that were really decent games. But if I'm going to keep them, I might as well keep them. I, I also got some out of that, so... Yeah, you did. I, I know you're not complaining. I gave you some good ones, right? Yeah, I got... Well, they're in the... One of them. One's in the other room. Uh, I have the river, which is on my shelf of shame. <coughs> I got Yamatai from you, because I like Bruno yep. Cathala. Yep. Uh, but yeah, I'm... I got Half-Truth, which that's never going to stay in my collection. Yeah. Uh, you gave me Bargain Hunter because I'm just more enamored with trick-taking. Yep. Well, not enamored by trick-taking, but you're like, I don't need this many trick If I want a great UV Rosenberg card game, I'm playing Bonanza. Yeah, exactly. Right? I don't need that. So that was my reason. Huge success. Daniel, I how many did you have? How many were success? Uh, let me go through it. Uh, sorry, one one is a semi-success uh, because, I like I said, 15 games by the end of the year. Right. Uh, well, I mean, yeah, we'll get there. So I'm going to count that as a success because I am going to hit it. Yep, same with my 365 games. Uh, three, four, five. So I hit five and a half. Five and a half. Because I, I still got to work on the office. I did seven out of eight this year. Nice. All but the top 100 games of Morgan Beat. And like I said, everything else was a success. Gloomhaven wasn't for a lack of trying. I was really trying for that one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, that's that's intense. And Illuminous, I didn't get to say hi, but... 
welcome, welcome. All right. And let's get into that. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you ever want to join us on a live episode of our podcast, join us at twitch.tv. Uh, Twitch.tv slash Everyday Board Games, where you can chat with us live, join in, like So Very Wrong, Corrupt, uh, Sora, Illuminous, all of our friends that are tuned in. We'd love to hear your opinion while we're talking. And uh, yeah, you can join us there at Twitch.tv. As well as all video re-uploads are found on YouTube under youtube.com slash at Everyday Board Games Podcast. And if you like what we do, there are three things you can do to help us grow on the platform. Subscribe if you're not. Like the video and comment down below and tell us your thoughts on the subject. And if you ever want to e or email us directly, sorry, I'm looking at your script is backwards the way I normally do. Um, if you ever want to contact us directly, you can email us at everydayboardgames2020 at gmail.com. Whether you want to say hello, give us ideas for future episodes, or possibly enter in future contests. That's the email. Email us at everydayboardgames2020 at gmail.com. As well as all audio versions can be found on most podcast platforms that are Everyday Board Games Podcast. This includes Spotify, Google, Amazon Music, Podbean, and now Apple. And we want to thank you so much for tuning in. As always, I've been your host, Daniel. And I've been your host, Daniel. And we want to thank you for listening to Everyday Board Games. And remember, every day is a good day for board gaming.